Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Crystal Frommert. Crystal has over 20 years experience as an educator in middle and high school. She has taught math, computer science, and social justice in public, parochial, and international schools. Beyond teaching, she has served as an instructional coach, school board member, adjunct college instructor, technology coordinator, and assistant head of middle school. She has presented at local, national, and international education conferences on topics ranging from social and emotional learning to technology integration. She currently teaches middle school math in Houston, where she lives with her husband, daughter, and a fluffy dog. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. You know, I listen to your podcast and I'm always interested to hear what educators say when you ask that question at the beginning. And, you know, I, I think about how I would answer that question if I was ever on your podcast and today is the day. So I think I was in a bit of a trench for many, many, many years and didn't know I was. And that trench, I see it as um, now that I, I feel like I'm much higher up on um, an understanding of education, understanding mm-hmm. of kids and understanding. I When I started out teaching and for a very long time, I was the kind of teacher who was very strict about, you know, zeros for home missing homework or, um, you know, not just not understanding about things like that. I just had yeah. all these rules that I thought were so hard and fast that I had to follow because that's what I had grown up with. That yeah. is what I had learned when I was working with teachers in the schools that I was in as a beginning teacher. And I really didn't know that trust, mutual respect, Um, the value of learning over grades. I didn't know Mm -hmm. all of that yet. And that came over years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And now that I look back, I'm like, wow, that was a very long trench that I was in. Yeah, no. And I feel like I probably approached grading the same way for a while um, before I started um, in a standards-based school and also um, approached more equitable grading, right? And I was grading everything, right? And just taking a lot of time out of my own day, outside the school day, Grading. So, yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, you grow and learn as you're in education. And since you've been in for over 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. we're constantly evolving. So um, you're also a road to author, awesome uh, book author. Uh, your book, When Calling Parents Isn't Your Calling, uh, was published in March, correct? Yes. 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 And so tell me what this book is about and uh, why you decided to write this kind of how-to book. Well, it's interesting because I'm I'm a math teacher mm-hmm. and I never considered myself a writer ever. Yeah. I think I think the last time I considered myself a writer was like third grade creative writing mm-hmm. with Mrs. Allen at mm-hmm. Bowie Elementary because <laughs> I loved to write as a kid. I would write stories all the time. And then I as I got older, I went into more of a STEM type mm-hmm. studies and became a math teacher and taught math. And I put myself in this pigeonhole of you are a math teacher and you don't write. You're not good at writing. And I would tell myself this false narrative. And then the pandemic came and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything changed. 
And I started because I frankly was bored and didn't have a lot to do. I was at home a lot. Um, I started writing for Edutopia and I am so grateful that they accepted my first pitch for an article, which was about parent partnerships. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was my very first pitch because that's what I know the most about. That's Mm -hmm. where the area I've grown the most. And that's what I wanted to write about. And they took that pitch and published the article and I was over the moon excited. And that started a whole career with writing many, many articles with Edutopia. And because of that very first article, uh, Darren Peppard with Road to Awesome, uh, you know, he and I connected via online. We've never met in person, but we've we've met on Zoom. We've met through email, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And he found that article about parent partnerships. And we had a conversation about writing a book about that. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting that a 750 page or sorry, not page, a 750 <laughs> word article yeah. turned into an actual 200 page book is uh-huh. beyond me. I don't know how yeah. I did that, um, <laughs> but I just wrote what my experience was. Yeah. And when I wrote that book, I was writing it to my 22 year old brand new teacher self because mm-hmm. I was terrified to talk to parents when I was mm-hmm. younger and I didn't have the confidence. I didn't know what to say. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wrote a how-to book. Like you said, it's a how-to book. I even offer sentence starters of how to start a sentence with a Mm -hmm. a tough conversation with the parent. Because if we as educators do not develop those partnerships, it's the kids who will suffer because of that failed partnership. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of newer teachers are afraid to call parents, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, Mm -hmm. it can be effective sometimes to email them, but there's sometimes things that are better said on the phone, right? If there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done, or a disciplinary issue that can be misinterpreted in an email. So um, we don't really learn about like the how to call parents in teacher prep program. No. And then you said that you also have written it for an audience of people who are reluctant to call parents. Um, And maybe also parents, um, how do they react when a parent is maybe over, I don't know, oversharing, or you need to like get, you know, kids are starting to come in, uh, you know, for the next class, right? Because you'll do the parent phone calls during your uh, planning period. So uh, do you give some tips about that as well? Yes, the book is full of practical tips. And and it's not just phone calls, it's how to write an effective email as well. Mm -hmm. But I completely agree with you that if you're delivering sensitive or bad news in any way, a phone call or a face to face meeting is far more appropriate. Um, I know that there are some teachers who will say, no way, I want everything in writing because they could turn around and say, I said this. And um, so I offer a suggestion for that in the book as well of always follow up in writing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you, Mrs. Goodyear, for talking to me today. Mm -hmm. Today we discussed and list and bullets. I'm looking forward to our next conversation or, you know, whatever it is you need to follow up. So you're following up with something written um, if you're if you're worried that it might be, you know, come back at you um, in a contentious way. Um, but back to your question about practical tips for the very um, wordy teacher or the wordy mm-hmm. parent who likes to talk yeah. a lot. Right. Um, so what I what I do is I give a lot of limits, I say uh, to parent to teachers and, and and parents both that. I can call you today between 2 and 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that gives me a wiggle room if, if a meeting runs over, you know, um, it, you know, is that time work for you? So I'm not set to 3.15, yeah. right? Um, and I give them a call and I'll say, what number is best for you? Um, so I put myself in the driver's seat in that way that mm-hmm. I'm the one mm-hmm. that's going to make the phone call. 
Um, and th that's also because of a technology issue. I don't really know how to get phone calls in my classroom. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I don't know my own extension. So it's just easier if I call out. Sure. Um, so um, I make the phone call and I will tell them, do you have five minutes to chat? You know, mm -hmm. I asked that question from the very beginning. Do you have five minutes to chat? Because that sets a time of, you know, this is going to be something short. If mm -hmm. it's a very long conversation, one that probably needs to be face to face mm -hmm. or two, I will set aside, you know, 15 minutes, something like that. And then I will tell them, you know, my, the bell rings at two Oh five and um, I will have to get off the phone then. But if we need to continue the conversation, we'll set up another time. So okay. I'm very clear up front with what are the hard stops of that conversation. And parents are 99% sure to adhere to those. As long as I set them out from the very beginning um, mm -hmm. there, you will also find that some parents, they're just, they're going through a lot. It's parenting mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah. And they want someone to listen to them. And you are the voice on the other end of the phone. And it's mm -hmm. not that we're therapists. That's not the mm -hmm. role. But they are just wanting to let out all of their feelings and emotions and all of these things. And that's very heavy yeah. mm -hmm. us. But we are caregivers as a profession. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes you just have to sit and listen and emphasize emphasize with them. I'm saying the word wrong. Empathize with yeah. them. Uh, you this podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. The other end of the phone, and it's mm -hmm. not that we're therapists, that's not the role, mm -hmm. but they are just wanting to let out all of their feelings and emotions and all of these things, and that's very heavy yeah. mm -hmm. us, but we are caregivers as a profession. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes you just have to sit and listen and emphasize, emphasize with them. I'm saying the word wrong. Empathize with yeah. them. Uh, you empathize with them when they are, you know, needing to someone to talk to, and and mm -hmm. we can be there for them for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, like you said, if you set those limits to when your class starts, um, asking if they have the ten, you know, minutes roughly to talk, kind of setting the stage, uh, being in the driver's seat, then you are in control of, hey, uh, the kids are starting to come in. It's time for my class. Um, I need to get off, but um, should we schedule a follow-up? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really good um, to um, let people know. Like it's it's not about just calling the parent and then letting them take over like the time frame of how long it's going to last because you never know unless you're in the driver's seat. So um, yeah, there can uh, definitely a great book for um, teachers as well as administrators who might be uh, hiring uh, newer teachers this school year um, as they join the staff, correct? Right, right. And I hope to reach many administrators who might have some reluctant or new teachers on the faculty this year. Um, that might benefit from reading this book, even a teacher who has been teaching for a very long time and might just mm -hmm. need some reminders. Perhaps the culture of the school has gone down the path of just emailing and mm -hmm. being a little bit impersonal. And this sure. book is a nice reminder that this job is not impersonal. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. And having those meaningful conversations, getting to know the parents so that you can get to know the students. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this book is also helping teachers to set boundaries for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not asking at all for uh, a teacher to meet with a parent who is 
very hostile or upset in any way that would be unsafe and not necessary for the teacher to do that would fall into the hands of the administrator to help that teacher with. Um, if a meeting turns to mm -hmm. be hostile, a teacher has a right to end the meeting and leave mm -hmm. the situation. Um, if a parent pops in, you know, I've, I've had married many parents just, you know, they might be volunteers at the school. They're well-meaning and they just mm -hmm. pop in during my planning period. Oh, do you have a second? Well, actually I don't have a second mm -hmm. um, because our planning periods are packed. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so how to very graciously handle the pop in as I call it in the book and tell parents that, you know, a meeting is setting up an appointment for a meeting is appropriate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because they um, sometimes think like, yeah, you're not teaching kids at the moment. Well, we can just chat. But yeah, I think the the what I'm taking away from what you're saying is like, you need to put yourself in the driver's seat, take control over the times that you're available and, um, you know, be there for the parents, but also um, control that um, time frame when you're actually going to talk to them. So, um, yeah, so that's great tips for educators to pick up. Um, again, when calling parents isn't your calling, um, you can find that on Amazon and Road to Awesome website. Um, I wanted to ask you about your service on a school board. So you said it's a small Catholic school board um, where you go to church. So how have you approached that role as a practicing educator? It's been very interesting mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I, I teach at a private school that is quite different from the mm -hmm. school that I'm on the school, school board for. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a parishioner at the church and uh, wanted to give my time and my expertise to, to the school board. And um, the rule is you're not allowed to work for the diocese. So you cannot be an educator mm -hmm. and be on the school board. So I fit that category that I did not work for the school or the diocese, but I could be on the mm -hmm. school board. Um, and that was very interesting because I had to constantly separate. Uh, my school is very different from this school. Mm -hmm. The resources are very different. Mm -hmm. um, it helped me to become a better teacher, a better administrator, because I was helping to advise the principal to solve problems given a set of resources that might be different than what I currently have at my school. Mm -hmm. My school is huge and this school is small. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, I, I saw a whole different side of, of, of private schools because as we know, not all private schools are the mm -hmm. same. They vary greatly from each other. Um, and it was just, it's a great experience working with the community because we have business owners, we have parents, uh, we have retirees here on the board. So it's mm -hmm. a very diverse mix of professions who serve on this board. And we bring in ideas that, you know, help the principal to guide, to make the school the best it can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's good that you have that perspective and also know a lot about how um, private schools function. I think it would be very different if you were currently working at a public school and mm -hmm. had no experience at a private school, but, but was serving on a board of a private school. Um, you also speak at presentations I mentioned in the bio. So tell me about um, one or two of your presentations that you give at conferences. I do like to present at conferences and um, I've presented on topics that range from you know technology with math. Mm -hmm. Um, pre iPad, I gave mm -hmm. a presentation about how to use a laptop in math, which was something that was a little bit new because you can't write on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've given presentations on social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, one fun fact, not, not so fun at the time, but I was set up to give a presentation about 
middle school metacognition. And I was mm-hmm. so excited about it. It was in New Hampshire. I flew very far away from home mm-hmm. and zero people showed up to my presentation, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, it was okay. I learned, you know, I was very well prepared and I learned from that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the presentation that was right next door to mine was actually far more interesting. And so I just popped over and listened to that presentation. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. so you, you have some successes and some failures with presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, uh, I, I actually am very excited to present at Rice University, which is here in my hometown of Houston, uh, to talk to teachers who, um, you know, might be reluctant to call parents or might not be sure how to communicate with parents effectively. And I will be talking about my book um, and also at Texas A&M, which is my alma mater, um, to talk about the book mm-hmm. as well. So it, it's a very wide range of things I like to talk about at conferences, mostly mm-hmm. focusing on middle school matters. Mm-hmm. So you'll be talking with uh, t- the people in the teacher prep program, right? Okay, right. It's a yeah. summer. It's a summer program. It's mm-hmm. not part of their undergraduate, but it's a summer program of, of mm-hmm. current practicing teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity for them to hear you before you actually go. They actually go into the classroom and get those ideas and tips. Um, well, we've had a great conversation today about your book, about um, some things that you've learned throughout the years teaching. Out of everything we talked about, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? I think that um, it's back to the beginning of the podcast about you know how we evolve as teachers and how we grow. Mm-hmm. Um, do not be afraid of that growth. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've become a follower of Building Thinking Classrooms, mm-hmm. the book of, of you know the new not new approach. It's it's a research based approach of having students practice math and and do the thinking. And that book has really shaped me as an educator mm-hmm. to put the thinking onto the kids and not so much onto me. And I have become much more of a student-centered classroom facilitator than I used to Mm be. So I I would ask listeners to don't be afraid of change. Try something. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work out, be resilient. Your kids are definitely resilient. Uh, Read, 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 listen, 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 because there's so much out there to learn. And there's, there's, we could always be so much better than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Like, um, you know, try something new, like you said, and mix it up, right? Uh, student learning is different than it was when we both started in education. And right. it changes every year, um, we need to keep our students engaged. Well, where can people find you and um, your book online? So my book is on Amazon. And you can look at uh, when calling parents is not your calling. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find that on crystalfromert.com. That's my website. And Frommert is spelled F-R-O-M-M-E-R-T. And I'm also on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. as Mrs. Frommert. Um, so really, if you just search up Frommert, F-R-O-M-M-E-R-T, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, I'm not really on TikTok. I haven't gotten onto that, but the other ones you can find me on. Great, great. I'll make sure I include that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Dana. This is fun. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon. You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, 
share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC. Thank you.